Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. Today I'm sharing a podcast interview that I did with Debbie O'Shea of the Crescendo Music Education Podcast. I was her guest. She's actually in Australia, so I got to Zoom with her over Christmas break. One of the few seconds I think that my 13-year-old thought I was cool. Uh, She was so generous with her time and energy. We'll actually be sharing the next few weeks a well-being series that we did together based on my book, Happier Music Teacher. I'm also proud to say that this is the one-year anniversary of the book on F-flat books. I'm going to link it in the show notes. I also hope that you'll check out Debbie and her work. She's a delight. Enjoy. Here is the Crescendo Music Education Podcast, episode number 83. This podcast is being recorded on the lands of the Turrbal people. I acknowledge them as the traditional owners of the land and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. They were the first music makers on this land. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Crescendo Music Education Podcast. This is number one in a series of podcasts where we will discuss music teacher well-being. Now, this is a very important focus because our job is fairly full-on, fairly hectic, and we need to look after ourselves. So I have invited Beth Duhon onto the podcast with me to do this series There are going to be a number of shorter episodes where we deal with some important topics, some considerations for your well-being. So I do hope you enjoy and spend some time thinking about how you can look after yourself. Hello, and I would like to welcome to the Crescendo Music Education Podcast, Beth Juhon. Hello, Beth. Hello, Debbie. It is so lovely to have you on my podcast because we're going to talk about a very, very important topic and which is why I really wanted you on this podcast. We're going to talk about music teacher well-being. Yes, ma'am. It's really important. So I think we should start. I'll read a little short bio so that people who maybe have not come across you, your book, your podcast, we can talk about all of those things later. But people who don't know you, this will give them a little bit of background. Beth has over two decades of experience teaching music in Virginia and Texas. She has taught pre-K parent and child classes, K to five and five to eight general music and private horn lessons. As a performer, she has performed professionally at Bush Gardens Williamsburg and freelanced in the Houston area in orchestras, musicals and churches. She has a bachelor's degree in music education from Illinois Illinois Wesleyan University and a master's degree in horn performance from University of Houston. Beth has presented on music teacher self-care, which is why I've got her here, for the Oak (laughs) National Conference, IAMEA, NJMEA Summer Conference, musicplayonline.com, TMEA, TCDA and Houston Arts Partners Conferences. She has been a podcast guest on 
Mrs. Stoffer's VIP Music Room podcast, afternoon tea, spelled T-I, music cast, the elementary music teacher podcast, and the music room with Aileen Miracle. Ms. Juhon's Facebook group is Self-Care for the Music Educator. You can find her on all social media platforms and her podcast is Happier Music Teacher. That is you. <laughs> there you have it. Now, before we go on, is there anything that you would like to add to that bio? Absolutely. So the most important thing is actually not in my bio, which is my personal life. So I was married to the love of my life, Jimmy, into the year 2000. And we have a soon-to-be 13-year-old son, Mark. And that's the important stuff, isn't it? It really is. And our job is so big as music educators that it's, I shouldn't say it's easy to lose sight of that, but it, it's easy to feel like your life is slightly out of balance and you're not paying enough attention to that important side of your life. Because if you don't, it will get away from you. Mm. And I think it's just so easy. We get those accolades. We think the kids need us. And before long, we're just sucked into being 97% our profession and 3% our personal life. Yes. And I think there are many music teachers listening now, sort of nodding along going, yes, yes, I've been there or I am there or I am heading there. So that's why I think that taking some time and thinking about your well-being and the balance of your life and knowing that balance isn't necessarily, I don't think of balance as, you know, 50-50 equal. There's seasons and there's times. You know, when we're writing report cards, you can't say, well, I'm not going to do that even though they're due Monday because this is That's a right. day for my family. You know, so there's ebbs and flows, but there's got to be a feeling of balance, hasn't there? Agreed. We're on the same page there. Mm, absolutely. So before we talk about your book, because I would really like to get into your book and some of the important messages, I'd like to talk to you the way I talk to all my guests about gratitude. For what are you most grateful? And I'm sure we live in quite a privileged time, I, I think, in our society. We're not, you know, fighting desperately for our food. You know, I, I just think I just think we're privileged. So there's a lot to be grateful for. But for what are you most grateful? I am so grateful for my parents. Uh, my dad is 91. My mother is 81. They had me when they were older. I'm older. So I realize that that's not a privilege that I'm going to have forever. But I am sure grateful to have them. And, you know, some people have a story where their parents were not very supportive about music. I was the opposite. They didn't push, but they were supportive to the extreme. I have really fond memories of my dad taking me to the symphony and us getting Taco Bell for his first time on the way home. And, you know, my mother was a good stage mom. I'm really ridiculously blessed with my family. Oh, that is so lovely. That's, yes, that's such a special time and a special way to start your journey, I think, isn't it? I agree. It's wonderful. I would also like to know, before we get into the contents of your book, what made you write a book? No, you got me thinking and I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> so I know that something prompted me to submit to TMEA and I don't know what that was. Um, I really don't. I think probably, to be honest, the campus I was on at the time, I was feeling a lack of appreciation. So I was probably searching for it somewhere. And so I submitted about self-care to TMEA. It was before the pandemic and it got denied. Something told me to do it again. And then since it was with the pandemic, 
of course, it became a clinic, and that just opened a lot of doors for me. And then I um, was on Jessica Grant's podcast and met her in person, and she really encouraged me. She said, you know, Beth, your team outlines a book, and I just kind of fought that. And then I kept on hearing that message from a couple more people. They, someone messaged me. He's a friend who illustrates and said, hey, if you ever need an illustrator for your book, let me know. I'm like, what book? Uh, I had two administrators who said, well, you know, there's probably a book in the future. And I stopped fighting it and did it. And it really was a joy to write. Wow. And obviously needed and needed. I mean, we all needed it. But the pandemic certainly pushed us all to really think about the topics that you're talking about. Well, big time. And for me, it was cathartic to write it. And it just really fit easily into the margins of my day. When my son was at Taekwondo or he was at swim, I would just park it with my laptop. And that gave me the structure to write it. And I really, I'm burdened for music teachers, myself being one. And just, I love them so much. And we are so overworked and underappreciated and bad at taking care of ourselves, you know. And so I really feel burdened for them. So I wanted to write it. That's wonderful. So when you did write it, did the categories and well, chapters, you know, sections, did they fall into place quite quickly and you just filled them out or did they come one after the other? So that was interesting. And you'll see my faith just kind of flows naturally from when I speak and everything. But when I wrote the TMEA talk, I would almost call it a God download. I literally, I sat in my garage <laughs> yep. one morning yep. and I just took the download and just spilled it out on the paper. So when I did get the meeting with uh, Dr. Goulish with F-flat Books to take care of it, that's how I structured it. So it looked like sevens. And so I was just, and that turned into 50 days. And so it just broke down naturally into those different divisions. Also, I just think small manageable pieces because as music teachers, we're already overwhelmed. And sometimes the thought of even just doing a little bit of journaling every day is too much. So the more manageable and bite-sized the pieces, I thought the better. Ah, okay. So you designed the book in the end so that somebody could pick it up, just read a little bit, consider, <laughs> consider, maybe apply, maybe try out. I've just started reading your book and I'm really enjoying it. But tell us how you imagine music educators consuming your book. Of course. Um, first off, there is no guilt. So if you sit down and read it cover to cover, <laughs> your book will not catch on fire. Uh, because sometimes for me, that daily stuff, I am not good. And I'll beat myself up and be like, oh, it's a 50-day book. I'm on day 55. I haven't done it right. And there's no right or wrong, anything that you take from it. But ideally, as a bit of some solitude in the morning before you start your day to just, like I said, for me, I always do coffee and Bible with my cat on my lap. So maybe you segue from that into the book instead of your social media. And just work on one small section at a time. The beefier parts, I think, would lend themselves well to the weekend. And then the shorter parts would lead themselves to the week. So hopefully you could do the, the intro like on a Saturday or Sunday and the reflection on a Saturday and Sunday and keep the other parts a little bit shorter and easier for during the week. Oh, that is wonderful. Look, what I would like to do now is to have you back for another episode where we start looking at the content. So for now... To finish off this first introduction to you and your book, we'll put a link to where they can find your book and where all of my listeners can connect with you on social media and all of those things. And then when I talk to you again, let's get into the meat and you can give us some little bits of advice around the sort of content 
that you have covered in your book. Would that be okay? That'd be lovely. And I give people advice whether they ask for it or not. So I'm glad <laughs> someone's asking for it for a change. <laughs> uh, I think a few teachers are like that, aren't they? So yeah. let me get you back really soon. It's been lovely to chat. Thank you for having me, Debbie. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. Don't forget that you'll find the show notes on crescendo.com.au forward slash the podcast number of this episode. Also, you can find the transcripts there. So you've got all of the detail that you need. If you've found this podcast useful, I'd really love it if you share the link with a colleague. Remember, all I can be is the best version of me. All you can do is be the best you. We'll meet again. I hope we will. (laughs) Bye. As we know, laughter relieves stress. Don't lose sight of the funny side of life. Why did the banana go to the doctor? Because he wasn't peeling well. (laughs) That's bad even for me, isn't it? Yeah. love to meet listeners and Facebook group members in person. Here are two opportunities to meet you in the spring. I'll be presenting at TMEA, Better Boundaries for Private Lessons Teachers. Those dates are February 7th through February 10th. I'll let you know more when I know my exact date and time. And also at the OAKE National Conference, March 14th through March 17th. It's Oak's 50th anniversary and it's going to be in Chicago. I'm a native Illinoisan. I can't wait. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.